I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals you. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. What's going on, Rush Nation? It's Murph, it's Thursday, it's time for the Look Ahead Pod, part one. I'm going to cover off tonight, Thursday night football, and then the Sunday 6pm games. Now, this podcast is going to be a little shorter in detail than normal uh, for three reasons, really. First is the most obvious. My voice might not hold up for an hour on its own. Um, That's going to be a bit tricky, and I'm desperate to to get this out to you and to um, give you some insights, ASAP, especially with with Thursday Night Football. I didn't really want to do just that as one podcast because that'd be relatively short. Second is that actually a lot of the information is fairly consistent over recent weeks. So um, if you've been listening to the series of of these Look Ahead podcasts, uh, you'd heard me put some trends around things like the backfield of um, the Green Bay Packers. And I'll touch upon them and expand upon them a little bit, but things like wide receiver situations, things like teams have been talking about for a number of weeks in, in quite a bit of detail. Um, so, you know, the situations haven't evolved too much, and I'll update in, in this as, as, as we tend to, uh, as they have evolved and, and need to be updated. But the last and, and probably the most prevalent reason is that we're in the, the semifinals of the playoffs. And if you're in the semifinals of your playoffs – you, you don't need to know about fringe players because you already have studs. 
um, you'll know about some waiver wire ads that we talked about uh, on the waiver wire podcast that the stocks did. And um, I can expand upon a couple of them in here if, if relevant. So, you know, that's really the key is that, you know, you don't need to be hearing about wide receiver fours, wide receiver five, wide receiver sixes, um, because chances are you've got a team that don't need those kinds of players. So I'm going to try and keep this to pretty much the studs um, and maybe a few sort of outsiders that, that could flash and players to maybe keep an eye on, um, as well as also uh, potential streaming options as well. So I've kind of narrowed the player pool uh, quite significantly. So without further ado, let's talk about uh, Jets at the Ravens. Uh, really keen to know a little bit about the injuries of both teams here. So that's pretty much what I spend most of the time on and, and then who to, who to start. Um, so for tonight, the Jets have Ryan Griffin at tight end out with an ankle injury. Bilal Powell is also out. Uh, neither of them practiced this week uh, with an ankle injury and illnesses. And Demarius Thomas is highly doubtful. He's not practiced with a hamstring knee injury. Um, but Lev Bell and Sam Darnold have fully practiced a week. They are good to go. Um, as for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson fully practiced yesterday. He should start. Mark Andrews uh, did a limited practice yesterday. He's questionable, but... Uh, maybe lean towards him going and Mark Ingram is uh, in full practice and he's good to go. So in terms of there's not many starters in this game for fantasy purposes, Lev Bell here is a low end RB2. Uh, he's someone that you probably have to play just due out of necessity. Um, not expecting him to have necessarily the biggest game, but with Demarius Thomas out, it could be a few opportunities for him to catch a couple out of the backfield more than he was doing. Um, I wouldn't be starting Donald in this game. Uh, the only other option here is, is Robbie Anderson as a wide receiver for. I would really sort of play him as a desperation only. You've lost a load of wide receivers to injury this week, and, and therefore he's kind of who you've got left, and he's better than what's on the waiver wire. But I'm sure if you're playing in leagues, you probably don't have him, or you're not going to consider him to start on some, on tonight even. As for um, the Ravens, Jackson, you're obviously starting. He's a QB1. Ingram is a running back two. Um, I wouldn't be playing uh, Marquise Hollywood-Brown again unless you're desperate. Uh, he's kind of in that wide receiver four uh, for me as well, uh, but not someone I'd be considering in this game. And you've got Mark Andrews, who I've got as a tight end one. Hayden Hurst a tight end two currently. But if Andrews does miss, Hayden Hurst does fill in and probably becomes a low-end tight end one for me in this game just due to the usage of the Ravens. So it's a pretty narrow game. Quite a lot of these games I'm going to talk about in six o'clock slate are actually very narrow for fantasy. The juicy games are definitely in the look ahead part two podcast with the latest slate uh, and the Sunday night, Monday night football game. So uh, that that's it for tonight. It's pretty thin unless you've got Jackson, Ingram, Andrew slash Hurst, maybe let Bell just leave the rest alone and just uh, live to fight another day. Moving on to the Sunday night's games and we'll start with 6 p.m.s, the 1 p.m.s Eastern in America. Bears at Packers. Um, so just to update the, the Packers situation, talked about this backfield. It's been uh, pretty much an even split over the last few weeks, but last week it went more in Jones's favor. He played on 58% of the snaps and Jamal Williams played on 42% of the snaps. Um, Jones got 57% of the attempts, which was up from 46 last week. And Jones is now second in targets this week. So on the team behind Devontae Adams, therefore it is advantage Aaron Jones at the moment. Um, based on what we saw last week and something that we could expect to see this week moving forward, but don't take that to the bank. We know Matt LaFleur really likes to muddy this backfield, but if you've got Aaron Jones, you're, you're definitely starting him this week. As for the Bears, they're, they're very narrow, again, on a fantasy perspective. It's Trubisky, who's a quarterback too, and I don't I don't really like this matchup. I, I 
think there's better options out there for you to play this week. Montgomery is a, a running back too. Um, it's not a great matchup for him. It's not the worst matchup for him. You know, hopefully he will not fumble the ball this week and uh, will get you to where you need to get to. Uh, Alan Robinson for me is a wide receiver one this week. Anthony Miller is the other one. He's a wide receiver three play this week. In terms of the Packers, uh, Rogers is a low end uh, QB one for me this week. Aaron Jones is a running back one this week. I got Jamal Williams in sort of the mid mid end uh, running back three. Uh, again, desperation. You probably won't need to be playing him if you're in the semifinals of your league. But if you've got him, you've been hit with some injuries. You know he's got some value standalone. He he can play. Devontae Adams is is easily a wide receiver one. Jimmy Graham, I, I probably wouldn't start, but if you needed a tight end this week, then you know he's in that mid to low end tight end too. Now, there's, there's three games I'm going to whittle through relatively quickly because there's very little to talk about from a fantasy perspective. So I'm going to start with the Patriots at the Bengals. There's just not really many players that you can trust here from a fantasy perspective. There's all the talk about Spygate 2. I talked about why I sort of loathe that chat on last night's podcast. So I'm going to uh, bench that to one side. The Bengals is, is really thin. It's Joe Mixon as a running back two and Tyler Boyd as a wide receiver three. That's it. Don't play anyone else. Don't need to. Patriots defense is too good. Mixon will get some volume. Boyd should get some passes. That's it. If you've got better options for Boyd, great. He's in that sort of 30th, uh, round about 30th place for me in terms of rankings uh, this week. In terms of the Patriots, you don't really need to, you know, I've got Tom Brady as sort of a, a high-end QB2 just due to the matchup, but I don't love it, can understand why others would prefer not to play him and, and, and I get that you probably might want to stream someone else. Uh, James White, for me, is a running back too, especially in PPR formats. I think he's going to get some work. And you've got Sonny Michel. He's a running back three uh, for me. And then you've got Edelman, who is easily a wide receiver one. That's all you need to worry about from this team. Uh, nobody else at all. Uh, another game that's extremely thin from fantasy situations is Eagles at Redskins. And apologies if you're a supporter of either of these teams. There just isn't anything really to, to talk about. Uh, here. So Aguilar is a major doubt for this game. Uh, Jeffrey looks like he's probably done for the year with his injury. Geis has gone to the IR. So really there's three players in this entire game that are even worth any form of fantasy discussion at all. For the Eagles, it's just one. It's Miles Sanders. He's a running back too. Uh, he's a low end RB2 for me. Uh, I wouldn't start Wentz. He, he's not got anyone really to pass to other than Zach Ertz. The Redskins aren't terrible on, on defense. They're not they're not amazing. I'm, I'm not sitting here saying they're, they're world beaters, but they're they're certainly not giving up, you know, high end points every single week. You know, they're 13th against uh, quarterbacks, the sort of middle of the pack. Uh, when it comes to running backs, they're sort of ninth, tenth, worst against running backs. Again, not not amazing, but not terrible. Which is why I've kind of got Miles Sanders there. But against wide receivers, you know, they're 18th, um, so that makes them you know the 16th uh, or 14th best so again kind of middle of the pack tight ends you know they're they're hovering in that sort of mid-table uh area as well so they're not a terrible defense they, they're not going to give you an, an easy margin per se so miles sanders for me is the only player from the eagles other than zach Ertz, obviously i mentioned three in and i forgot to write zach Ertz and, and dallas goddard down so zach Ertz obviously you're playing as a tight end one uh, but I could fear he gets some coverage. And then obviously Dallas Goddard, you could play as a tight end to potentially as a, a higher or low end tight end one this week. He probably has some standalone value there. So they're probably the only players in the Eagles you can you can start and tolerate. Whereas the Redskins, it's 
uh, Peterson, who will play instead of Geist, but he's a, a mid RB3 at best. And then Terry McLaurin is a wide receiver three. Don't mix around with anybody else. You don't need to. Uh, that's literally all you need to know about fantasy from that game. Third game with somewhat limited fantasy potential is uh, Dolphins at Giants. Um, there's a few players here worth talking about. So the Giants, you've got a low B1, a low end RB1 in Barkley, who just doesn't look 100%. And you know, hopefully he will return back to some form before the end of the season, but I wouldn't be overly shocked if he doesn't. Uh, Darius Slayton, who's coming off a great game, um, I'm still ranking in this sort of mid uh, RB3 uh, territory, uh, RB3 wide receiver three territory. And that uh, I put him and Shepard actually back to back around about 30 31. Um, so that's kind of where I've got them ranked. So Slayton and Shepard are plays this week if you need them. Uh, Engram is a tight end too. I'm just a bit wary about that injury, whether he's going to be good to go. He's been injured for quite a while now. For the Dolphins, I think Fitz is a reasonable QB2 streamer option. Uh, if you've got other options that uh, perhaps a little bit weary, I, I don't necessarily mind Fitz this week. Uh, Patrick Laird have got as an RB2 in PPR and an RB3 uh, high end. If it's a half point PPR or standard, I think he's going to get a lot of volume this week. So I like him as a play this week if you're desperate. Devontae Parker, worried about the concussion. He did practice a little bit yesterday. So that's never a bad sign, but he still wants to clear the concussion protocol. Um, he's a wide receiver too. If he goes, I've got Hearns right now, as it stands, if Parker does go as a wide receiver three or four, Hearns will get a bump into the high end wide receiver three if Parker um, goes out injured. So I like Hearns if Parker is not going to play. Keep an eye on that situation come game time. Hearns isn't a bad little waiver ad um, right now, just off free agency, just have him stashed in case you have Parker. You need someone to plug in and, and fill a hole there. Seahawks at Panthers, just a couple of really interesting stats here about the Panthers. Um, they're the third worst defense against running backs, uh, 30.2 uh, points per game. They're giving up, they've given up 24 uh, touchdowns to running backs. You remember me saying last week that um, Devonta Freeman was someone who uh, sort of bet heavily on would score, and, and, and he did. That's how bad that Carolina Carolina defense is. They're also seventh worst against wide receivers. Thirty nine points per game to wide receivers. They've given up almost two hundred receptions and almost twenty five hundred uh, yards to wide receivers. So something I would be very conscious about looking at uh, who they're playing in week. 15 week 16 and, and trying to get your lineup full of players who are going to be playing them. So Seattle, as I mentioned last week, pretty bad against tight end second worst 16.3 fantasy points per game. Um, they've also given up the most yards to tight end in the NFL more than Arizona, surprisingly uh, 918 so far this season. So where's that leave starters Seahawks. I've got Wilson as a QB one, obviously Chris Carson for me is a running back one without Penny there. I've got him as high as number three in my rankings this week. Um, which says a lot of confidence I have in Chris Carson having a, a big game this week. Tyler Lockett, I've got as a low-end wide receiver too. I think, as I mentioned on the start sits, I think he's a reasonable play this week. And you see why against that really bad uh, Pat Carolina defense. DK Metcalf is a high-end uh, wide receiver three for me, and Hollister is a, is a high-end tight end two for me. All those five players are, are reasonable starts this week. Uh, for the Panthers, they've only got... Um, for three starters for me, I would say this week, uh, there's a fourth in consideration. So CMC is nailed on start for you. Obviously, he's got you to where you are. Of course, you're not abandoning him now. Uh, DJ Moore is also a, um, a start this week. He's a wide receiver one for me. Um, and the other one is, is Ian Thomas, a high end, tight end two after what he did and how bad, as I just mentioned, Seattle are against um, tight ends. I can see why you'd want to start him. 
Uh, Curtis Samuel is the other one I mentioned. He's kind of around about uh, 40th in my rankings. So for wide receivers, desperation play. Don't love it. Don't hate it. Um, if you need someone just to fill in and do a job, he will be more than capable. Uh, Broncos at Chiefs, just don't get caught up in a Drew Lock hype. People thinking, asking me questions. Should I stream Drew Lock this week? Uh, just don't get cute. Stick to your studs. There's better streaming options. Yes, Drew Lock has looked good in the last couple of weeks, but uh, you know Kansas City are, are, are no slouch on on defense. Um, they're the second best against wide receivers in the NFL. They've given up only ten touchdowns, and they've only given up seventeen hundred yards this season to wide receivers. So they're averaging 27.3 fancy points per game to the wide receiver core. So it's quite thin. However, you can run on them. They're second worst against the run. Uh, 14 touchdowns conceded 2,300 yards, 30.4 fancy points per game against uh, running backs. So for the Broncos, for me, fire up Philip Lindsay's a mid safe running back two. You can start uh, Courtland Sutton, who is a wide receiver too for me. And then you can uh, also potentially start Noah Fant if he's fit to keep an eye on that. He's questionable at the moment. Uh, he's a low-end tight end one for me. Some thought about Royce Freeman. He's probably not the worst play, but he's in that sort of running back four. If you're really struggling for an option at running back, you play in a deep league, then Royce Freeman is someone you can start. And let's hope he continues to get some more work. I think he caught a receiving touchdown last week. So um, something to keep an eye on and use there. In terms of the Chiefs, uh, Mahomes is nailed on starter. He's a QB1, so is uh, Hill and so is Kelsey. They're the three that you can really bank on in this offense. Um, it's this running back situation is really convoluted and, and a bit confusing. So McCoy is still the guy I would rather own if I had to own anyone, but he's a very low-end RB3 for me. I don't want to touch Spencer Ware. And unfortunately, we did not see the kick that we would expect there from um, the other young running back there. So unfortunately, it is really a case of it's it's McCoy for me and, and, and that's it. Um, if not, I'd probably stay away from it, especially if they've, I think they've already ruled Damian Williams out this week. You can have a look and, and as a flyer play Nicole Hardman or Marcus Robinson, but I don't really like either option to bank on and don't want to get cute in the uh, semifinals of a fantasy playoff. Um, Texans at Titans. Uh, Houston defense is the third worst uh, D to QBs. They've given up 30 touchdowns and uh, 22.8 fantasy points per game. Tennessee is six worst D to tight ends, seven touchdowns. They've given up and 14.3 fantasy points per game. So these Ds otherwise are pretty even um, stats wise across the year. So it's pretty uh, thin again for both sides. Texans, it's Watson. He's a QB one. Hyde is a running back. Three, uh, the Titans aren't too bad against the run and therefore not something you'd be relying on. Johnson, if you're really desperate, is a running back four, but I don't love that. And then the only wide receiver I trust in this uh, in this Texans team is DeAndre Hopkins, who's obviously a wide receiver one. Um, I wouldn't be playing with Darren Fells or even no matter how bad Tennessee are to, to tight ends. I'd just leave, leave that all off and uh, try and find a better option on your waiver wire like Gasicki, uh, John U. Smith, who I, I still don't really love, but I'd have him over Darren Fells. Um, you could probably still get Tyler Higby. You could probably still get Ian Thomas uh, in some of your leagues. Uh, even Jason Witten, I would rather have. Uh, Titans, it's Tannehill as a QB1. Henry is a running back one. AJ Brown is a wide receiver two. And that is uh, pretty much it. You could, if you're really desperate, start John U. Smith. He's my 18th ranked tight end this week. So that's a pretty thin lineup. They've all been studs. 
Henry's a little bit banged up, but I would expect him to go. He is uh, tough as boots. And don't forget, he's out of contract at the end of the season. So something that they will be looking at to either re-sign him or for him to earn some major cheddar or want to remain fit and healthy and, and maybe even go for the Russian title this year. He's not too far. Leading the league in yards this year. Last game, Buccaneers at Lions. The Lions injuries have really hit hard. And so there isn't really, there's one player from the Lions I would start. There isn't anybody else. Um, as for the Buccaneers, they've lost Mike Evans. So what does it mean for the rest of the wide receivers? You've got Scotty Miller, you've got Justin Watson, and you've got Rashad Perriman. Rashad Perriman was a, a very big waiver wire ad, but there was talks that they were going to cut Rashad Perriman a few weeks ago to potentially get a compensatory pick back um, through um, sort of the, the draft compensatory picks um, formula. So he's not really done it this year. And I know he caught the game winner, but don't get carried away with one week's production. Yes. Okay. You can double cover Godwin now. And um, I'd expect to see more from Howard potentially, or uh, from other potential players. Um, I think they might just share the rest of that work along. Um, I wouldn't be firing up. Rashad Perriman, I would be firing up Justin Watson, I would be firing up Scotty Miller, even if he's fit. I would just stay away from all the other wide receivers. Just don't get cute. Let's stick to what we know here. From the Lions, it's very simple. It's Kenny Golladay. That's it. Wide receiver one. Don't need to worry about anyone else from the Detroit Lions. From the Buccaneers standpoint, it's James Winston, who is a QB1 this week. Really expect him to go ham. He might turn the ball over, as I mentioned, but I still think he's a great play this week, as I think the, the Bucks are going to dominate time of possession in this game. Um, Ronald Jones is a running back three. He's a high-end running back three. I don't really love the play. Um, I think he's restricted, but I do think he could get those goal line carries and, and scores however so could paint Barber. So just be a bit careful there. And if you need to play him, play him. But um, there might be better options for you. Chris Godwin is nailed on wide receiver one. I think I've got him third or fourth overall this week. And then I've, I really like um, OG Howard this week. He's starting to get more involved in the game. He's starting to get more catches. And I think without Mike Evans, I think he's going to get more help um, and more usage. So um, I've got him at 13 this week. So just right at the top end of the tight end too. So he's someone worth considering. That's it for the six o'clock games. Um, I didn't really want to go into heavy, heavy, heavy detail because you know, all these sort of uh, wide receiver threes, running back fours, you're not going to play them. You're in your semifinals of your league for a reason. You've got a pretty stacked team. You've worked the wire well. You've got good good players, good teams. Good luck to all of you. Listen out to the Look Ahead pod um, part two, where I'll cover off the remaining games off the slate. If there's any questions, feel free to drop me a message at uh, Five Yard Rush on Twitter uh, at our Slip Chat or any other channel you want to get in touch with us at and we'll get back to you as, as soon as we can but Rush Nation for the rest of Thursday and for the rest of your fantasy playoffs uh, good luck and keep rushing HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PREP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PREP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.